Hi, and thanks for hitting the snooze button. My name is Neil Headley. Welcome to episode number 13 as you continue to make the Snooze Button podcast among the category leaders in the United States, in Canada, and in Germany. It's exciting to watch the little spaces on the map fill in. Really appreciate the support. You could be even more helpful if you make sure that you subscribe. If you happen to be listening on the Apple platform, you can rate and review the show as well. And the most helpful thing of all, pass the link on to a friend who you know is struggling with sleep issues. I mean, there are more than 100 million of us in North America alone. So if you let them know about the snoozebutton.com slash podcast, might be some information there that they find of value. On next week's show, giveaways. We've had a number of guests on the show who have written books. And starting with next week's episode on the Snooze Button podcast, that's the longer form version of the one that you're listening to now. And again, you can get to it through our website. There's also a link in the show notes. Uh, We'll be giving away books from the various authors who have been on the show. Uh, And we'll tell you more about that on next week's episode. Also on next week's episode, we start to get more seriously into the celebrity sleep world. Uh, And our very first guest is one of my idols from the comedy world. That's as much as I can tell you about it right now. Without further ado, I want to introduce you to my sleep doctor, Mark Bulas from Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto, as we learn the difference that just a couple of small tweaks to your sleep can make. Here's me and Mark. Okay, so first of all, I have to tell you uh, thank you. Well, it's my pleasure. No, no, no. Not for the reason you think. Uh, I mean, thanks for making time and all that, yada, yada. That's great. Um, But the thing I wanted to say thank you for was because uh, for people who were here listening last time you were on the show, um, I have been, you diagnosed me with restless leg syndrome and uh, told me that I was, I had a periodic limb movement index of 82, which basically meant that I was kicking and thrashing around uh, about every 40 or 45 seconds all night. And you put me on something called Mirapex, which is a drug that, as I understand it, is primarily used for Parkinson's. Uh, and you put me on a low dose, and I don't think you and I have talked about this. The very first night on the Mirapex, my wife wakes up the next morning, and she says, it was like sleeping with a completely different person, which I don't know if that's if that's good or bad. Um, but she said, I didn't move at all from the very first, and I, I don't move in my sleep anymore, other than occasionally changing positions, but most of the time I'm aware of those. So as far as the restless leg and the periodic limb movement issue, uh, it's been knocked out of the park since the first night, and that has been a huge game changer, so thank you. Wonderful, I'm really glad to hear that. You know, actually on your follow-up sleep study, which we'll talk about in more detail in a moment, your periodic limb movement index actually went down to 1.5, which is wonderful. That's Wait a minute, 1.5 like per hour? Per hour, that's right. So it went from 82. Which if you were listening to last week's episode, you heard Guy Leshziner describe as quite sporting <laughs> and impressive. <laughs> well, the good news now is that it's back to a normal, it's in a normal range now. It's 1.5 per hour, which is completely normal, really. That's So it tells us that the Meripax, A, you're feeling well, and B, the Meripex is also controlling 
you know, the physical movements at night. That's all terrific. That's amazing. Okay. So the main thing and the main reason that uh, Mark and I are sitting down today is because it's time to figure out what happened the second night. Um, again, if you were here for Mark's episode, uh, you know that I, I came in for a sleep study at Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto, which is kind of, at least in Canada, it's the gold standard. If you're going to get a sleep lab done somewhere, this is the place you want to come. Um, and came in and we figured out a bunch of stuff that was wrong. And we talked about, you know, the, the first night and all that thing. And we talked about Mark's uh, amazing website that he and his team put together at psgnorms.com, which is spectacular. Uh, and I've referred a pile of people to go and look at it, even in the sleep industry. People didn't know sleep industry, I guess the sleep world. There are a lot of sleep professionals that didn't know that site was out there yet. And so I'm, I'm hearing anecdotally that they've come to value that site a great deal. But I came back for the follow-up to see what the impact of the Mirapex was. And while I was here, how lucky am I that we also uh, strapped a Cadillac to my face and uh, had... Okay, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. That's what it felt like in the moment. We put a CPAP machine on me, and so we're here to figure out what kind of an impact that had. So let me tell you what I experienced, because I know that from your end, the the experiential side of it from the patient is is sometimes equally important with the data. So for me, uh, I felt like I was awake even more with the CPAP machine on than I was when I didn't have it. So my anecdotally what I would report, and apologies in advance if anyone who makes CPAP machines is listening, I'm not saying this to to uh, cast a negative light on it. Um, my perception of my sleep that night was that it was about the same, uh, but that the discomfort of having the CPAP machine on uh, kept me awake maybe even a little more. But you're you, when I walked in, you were smirking as if I have no idea what I'm talking about. Well, you're, you know, there's sometimes a disconnect between what we record in the lab, the physiological signals and what someone actually experiences. And of course, patient experience is like super important. Um, but for example, when you first came to the lab, you slept for 85% of the night. With the CPAP on, you actually slept for 91% of the night. That's a big deal. Yeah, so that's a big difference. So you gained about 6%. It's not a huge amount of more sleep, but it's better sleep. And the cumulative effect over many years probably is very beneficial. You, you've got you've got millions and millions of people that are, are looking for any edge they can get. If you could tell them that they could do X and it would give them a 1% increase in their sleep, they'd be like, okay, sign me up. I'm in because I need sleep. Absolutely. Probably the more important bit is that all with the use of CPAP on that sleep study, all your sleep parameters actually improved. So for example, remember how you had only 1%? N3. Yeah. That's the that, one I eh? keep throwing at people. Yeah, that's been haunting me. <laughs> well, now it's increased to 7%. Okay. So that's really good. It's so not awesome, but it's still good. It, it's pretty good, you know, and I wonder if over time, you know, if that will actually continue to improve as well. I remember on your psgnorms.com website, which by the way, you should go look at because it's, it's amazing. It will tell you the difference between uh, what on last week's episode, Guy Leshzner referred to as the first night effect. Um, so the difference between the first night and the second night, for me, normal first night in a sleep lab, I should have been at, I believe it was 19.2% yeah. and three, and I was at one. Right. So normal N3 is around 20% all comer, you know, across the ages. 
Um, so right now, again, you started at 1%, you're now at around 7%. So that is better. It's, it's way better. It's way better. It's seven times better. And again, you know, as one sleep improves over time, I think there could even be further increases in your N3 sleep. So I think that's all extremely positive. The, all, the other thing is that you had marginally increased REM sleep as well. And REM sleep is another stage of sleep that's super important, as we know, for consolidating memories and other important effects. So again, that's all, that's all really good. A ton more to this conversation with my sleep doctor, Mark Boulas from Sunnybrook Hospital in Toronto in the full-length version of the Snooze Button podcast. You can get to that on our website through the link in the show notes or just go to thesnoozebutton.com slash podcast. On next week's show, giveaways from authors who have been guests on previous editions and next week on the show as well on December the 2nd, our first in our celebrity series of interviews where I get to talk for a while to one of my comedy idols and we'll chat with him. We will find out what tricks he's using now that he's into his 60s when he's still on the road touring and has a show that's about to premiere on television. Oh, maybe that's too much of a hint about who it is. We'll see you back here next Monday for the Snooze Button. Hey, get some sleep, would you? Hey, get some sleep, would you?